conflict. So he was going to try to help us establish a quorum so we could get started. But Chris, can you hear me? I'm, I sent you a message, but I haven't. Uh, yes, I'm here. Yep, All right. Very good. We'll go ahead and uh, get the meeting started then. And hopefully we'll get a few more people to join us. So let me start the recording. Kurt, are you ready? Yeah. Recording in progress. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Sales Tax Audit Committee meeting for um, September 29th. Um, before we get started, we'll have roll call. So I believe we have um, Amber Nichols. Yep, here. And we have Chris Cohart. Here. And we have Larry Chance. Here. We have three present, so we have a quorum. So I'm checking the waiting room, make sure I didn't miss anybody. That looks like everybody. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started. The first item on the agenda is to elect a chair for the upcoming term. Are there any nominations for chair? One, two, three, not it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs> New kid on the block. <laughs> You're throwing right in. This is Chris. Not throwing right <laughs> in the air. I warned you I would do that. <laughs> Larry, do you, are you interested in being chair? I would be fine with it. I could care. I really don't care one way or the other. Well, then I'm going to nominate Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I will second that nomination. Are there any other nominations? Hearing none, I'll uh, ask for a vote. All those in favor of Larry being chair of the Sales Tax Audit Committee, signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, say nay. The ayes have it, and Larry Chance is chair of the Sales Tax Audit Committee. Thank you, Larry. Thank Congratulations, you. Larry. <laughs> Larry, I will uh, help you as much as you'd like. The next item on our agenda is for you to uh, select, for the committee, excuse me, to select a vice chair. I would op be open for nominations for vice chair. Um, I'm guessing that Chris doesn't really mind. I will volunteer to be vice chair. Are there any other nominations? I will second Amber's nomination. <laughs> uh, then we'll make a vote on it. Uh, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Next item on the agenda is the 2021 annual report. And Jeremy, I assume that you will present that for us. Yes, I will. Give me just one second to share my screen here. Can everybody see that? Yes. Yes. Very good. So the um, 2021 annual report 
uh, has been prepared for your consideration and uh, hopefully uh, for your submission to the city commission for their approval. Um, as we've done in the past, this report is uh, split out by the various sales taxes that are under the charge of the committee. So we start the report with the 0.3% uh, sales tax for streets and infrastructure. And it makes it a little more confusing, but also fire apparatus. So um, the tax was initially passed in 2008 by the voters. Um, the primary reasons, as I uh, stated, are for uh, residential street maintenance and improvement to high traffic areas. Uh, the sales tax, according to the voters, can be spent on anything uh, from streets to sidewalks to trails uh, to equipment to storm sewers. And then there is also an additional uh, caveat that it can be spent on fire apparatus and equipment. And so this tax was renewed by the voters in April of 2019 for 10 years. Um, and what we have in our annual report is we start with the budget. The budget for this sales tax was $5,347,000. And uh, this sales tax had unspent taxes from prior years at the beginning of 2021 of 533,645,000. Mm -hmm. The taxes collected year to date were actually 6.3 million. So uh, better than our budget projection as we saw the uh, city start to rebound from uh, all of the trials and the travails of COVID-19. And then what you have listed uh, is an itemization by project of how that money was spent. On the back of the report, uh, we take each project and then split it out by vendor. So you can see who the money went to and what it was for. Um, if you have any questions about any of that, I'd be happy to answer those questions. Uh, the total of all expenditures from the sales tax in 2021 is uh, just over 3.9 million. So at the end of 2021, we have uh, $2,986,534 available uh, for future projects of this type. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to? Continue. Does anybody have any questions? I would say if there are no questions, you'll keep going. Very just, good. It's just a just a quick question. Do we have sure. any? Um, since I'm new to this, I'm read, reading the ordinance. Um, is there any requirement to to maintain a certain fund balance on these, or is it something we need to be spending to ensure that are expended um, fully within any given year? Uh, Jeremy, we'll have finance directors. Um, that's a good question. There is no requirement in the ordinance uh, for a fund balance. The city uh, commission has a fund balance uh, policy. And for these um, three uh, ish, uh, these three taxes in particular, that uh, fund balance requirement is um, 60 days of operating expenditures and cash on hand. Um, the I'd say the challenge that we have is that in all three of these uh, sales taxes, there's other funds that are also collected by the city that aren't sales tax. And so I don't want to give the impression that we reserve 60 days of sales taxes. Uh, we reserve 60 days of the entire fund. So in the transit fund, that would include uh, fees that people pay for permits. Uh, or I'm sorry, bus passes uh, or uh, everyday fares um, in the um, 
housing trust fund that would include a $350,000 annual appropriation from the city commission of general fund dollars uh, into that fund. And then for the capital uh, sales tax, um, there's also uh, miscellaneous reimbursements that we get from the county on shared projects, investment income, et cetera. So there's other revenues besides just the sales tax in these three funds. Uh, that's what the footnote at the bottom of each report indicates is uh, it's really challenging to, to sort of track the sales tax separate from the activity. Uh, but that's what this report is doing is essentially looking at just the sales tax dollars and how those were spent. Um, and on just those sales tax dollars, there is no reserve requirement. So we could spend 100% of what's available. Um, but really the only requirement at that point becomes that we can't violate state law. So we can't spend more than the budget. Right. But, it, but it, with this, uh, sorry, this is Chris Gohart, with, with the report as it currently stands, we started at five into the 2.9. Would it be fair to say that um, this this increase in this is kind of the, the entire fund that's there um, to keep to ensure that that stays within the 60, 60 day um, city commission kind of standard for, for fund balance in that particular fund in its entirety? Does that make sense? That we, we didn't spend the increase, we didn't spend as much as we could have in this fund because the overall or the, this particular sales tax dollars, because the fund as a whole needed to maintain that 60 day uh, fund balance requirement. Um, yes and no. Uh, really, what happened is. Um, sales were more robust than we originally thought when we wrote the 21 budget. So these are sales in excess of what we had initially anticipated. Um, however, you have to keep in mind that the 2020 uh, budget was significantly less than what we thought it would be because of the COVID pandemic. And so a lot of projects got put on hold. And so um, these excess dollars that we received in 2021 will go toward those projects that were deferred and other projects that the city commission identified in the 2023 budget. So the uh, next sales tax that we'll discuss is the 0.2% sales tax for public transportation. Again, this sales tax began in 2008. Uh, the the voters approved uh, the revenue for uh, the entirety of the operation of the public transit system. Um, and then in uh, 2019, uh, this was renewed as well for another 10 years. The budget for 2021 was 4.2 uh, million. The unspent taxes from the prior year were 2.9 million. The current year taxes collected were uh, just over 4.2 million. You can see our expenditures of uh, just under 3.3 million, leaving available uh, funding for future projects of 3.9 million. And I would say that um, this 3.9 plus the amount we're gonna talk about in just a minute, this uh, 4.8 are uh, what's been earmarked for that multimodal facility that's being built. So there, um, in 2008, we had three sales taxes, uh, the capital sales tax, the transit sales tax, and then this 0.05% uh, for public transportation expansion. 
However, that uh, sales tax sunsetted uh, March 31st of 2018. And then the voters beginning in uh, April of 2018 uh, took that 0.05% that was for public transportation and moved it to uh, housing initiatives which we'll uh, look at here in just a second. So this portion, the 0.05% sunsetted, and that money has just been sitting there um, earmarked for the uh, multimodal facility project. Um, and so these two are separate, but kind of combined now, if you will. Uh, we're still tracking them separately so that uh, the voters can see how those dollars that they gave the city were spent. Um, but we talk about them sort of together in terms of the projects because the multimodal facility um, has about 4.8 million left in the uh, expansion sales tax and the rest of it will come uh, from the operating fund of the uh, transportation sales tax. Did that make sense or does anybody have any questions about that? And then the last sales tax is the uh, point or the 0.05% for public housing that began April 1st of uh, 2019. So this sales tax um, had a budget of 878,000 for 2021. Um, the unspent taxes from the prior year were 834,000. The current year taxes collected was a million fifty nine thousand. The city commission approved contracts of 225,000, which leaves an available balance of uh, about $1.7 million. Um, and what I can say on this one is, again, we're looking at the uh, 2021 report. Uh, some of that 1.6 million has been earmarked for projects in 22 and the rest has been uh, allocated to the 23 budget. So uh, while there is a substantial reserve at the end of 2021, uh, we believe by the end of 2023 that most of those uh, dollars will be earmarked toward projects uh, to help um, those in uh, housing um, difficulties. And so that is the uh, sales tax report. In addition to that, we have, as I mentioned, the uh, a little bit more detail breaking out by project, vendor, and amount, and the type of work that uh, was uh, performed for each of the projects in the uh, various sales taxes. So the first two pages are the infrastructure sales tax. Excuse me, I think I, oh, I got it all on one, yay me. The um, second one is the transportation sales tax. And the last one is the housing tax. And that is all I have on this report. I'd be happy to answer any questions you all may have. Anybody have any questions? If not, do you want to just move on to year to date 2022? Actually, um, sorry, before we do that, the uh, the ordinance that established this uh, group says that you all are supposed to authorize that this report be sent to the city commission for their consideration. So a motion would be in order. I will make a motion to send this report to the city commission for their approval. I second that. Any discussion? All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 
Very good. Give me just one second here. That's right. Can everybody see my screen again? Yes. Very good. So this is uh, a report in the exact same format, just different data. Uh, this is for January through July of 2022. So the 2022 budget, uh, the sales tax uh, for uh, capital and infrastructure is uh, just under $7 million. As you can see, the unspent balance is the same as what was on the 2021 report, uh, just under $3 million. Uh, year to date, uh, well, excuse me, January through uh, uh, July of 2022, we have collected uh, $3.8 million. You can see here are the projects that have been uh, funded by the sales tax. We've spent uh, just over 1.5 million. So currently there's 5.3 million um, with about half the year left to go. Does anybody have any questions on these projects? This is Chris, do we have a uh, projection of what, what other projects we intend to utilize the sales tax for? back half of the year? Um, I don't believe there'll be any different projects. I think uh, what you'll see is there's these projects with more dollars uh, spent through them. Um, again, the challenge is that the, um, the sales tax is just one of the components of funding for these projects. So to get this report, we kind of have to split it out, but we don't necessarily have the uh, budget in that same format. Um, so it, it's fairly easy on the invoice side for me to show you how the money was spent, um, but we haven't asked the project managers to say, you know, how much is just sales tax versus how much of your total budget um, for me to know how, how far through the sales tax allocation each of these projects are. But um, one of the things we're hoping to do with our new finance system is have a, a little better format where we'll see uh, what was targeted or budgeted for the sales tax, how much was spent, what's left. Thank you. Yep. The next sales tax is the one for public transit. Uh, the budget for 2022 is 4.6 million. So you can see the underspending is 3.9 million. Uh, we've currently collected uh, just over 2.5 million. We have expenditures of uh, just under uh, 1.4 million, excuse me. So currently, uh, as of July 31st, there's just over $5 million in this account available for transit projects. Again, it doesn't really show in this report, um, but the 2023 budget is uh, really where this is earmarked to start the construction of the multimodal facility. <laughs> And similarly with the expansion sales tax, uh, you can see there's a little bit of uh, design activity going on with the uh, expansion sales tax so far year to date, but uh, the, the lion's share of the project will be in 2023 for the multimodal facility. Are these funds targeted just for the capital side of it, not operations? The 0.05% is just the capital. The operations of the multimodal facility will be uh, dovetailed into the 0.2% um, sales tax for public transportation. Okay. 
Okay. And then our last sales tax is the uh, public housing sales tax. The budget for 2022 was just over 1.1 million. Uh, we've collected year to date 643,000. The city commission has approved 650,000. Uh, so we've now got available for future projects about 1.6 million. And again, if you look at our 2023 budget, uh, we've earmarked uh, those dollars for that. And just like the last one, we've got a spreadsheet here to show you how much was spent by vendor by project and what it was spent on. And here is uh, the transit. So what you'll see um, once that new facility is open is the operating cost will be in the transit operating cost section of this report. And what's in that expansion sales tax is uh, the planning for the new facility, the redesign of the routes uh, once that new facility is online, um, expenditures regarding the electric buses or the expansion of the uh, bus program, and then um, the design of the actual transfer facility. Is there a target start date for construction or is that still down the road a bit? I believe that's still down the road a bit. Brandon, I don't wanna throw you, but if you have it, um, I know that there's still public conversations happening. So I don't believe a start date has been uh, identified. Is that Which project specifically? The multimodal facility. I, we are, um, last status update I had is we're preparing to go out to bid. Okay. There's still um, a couple of final uh, um, agreements we're working on with KU uh, regarding the land, um, the land use. Yep. Uh, and once those are complete, then we do plan on going out to bid very soon. Okay. So the multimodal facility looks like it's uh, on a faster track than the downtown facility. This is this is Chris. I assume the internal service charges here is kind of our indirect costs that we can charge against this. Yes. The is there, um, is there like a, a criteria or is there a, a maximum that we we can charge as part of um, the ordinance or the, the the bill that it passed for this? Yeah. So the um, internal service charges are based on uh, what the service is. For example, the uh, Human Resources Department, their internal service charge is based on the number of FTE, uh, full-time equivalent staff uh, tied to that program. Um, the, the Information Technology Department, theirs would be tied to the number of actual um, devices. So computers, laptops, uh, mobile phones, et cetera. Uh, the Finance Department is simply an allocation of budget so um, the transit department's budget divided by the total budget is their allocation of the finance department uh, and the city manager's office is a similar um, allocation based on appropriation and so um, there's not necessarily a maximum per se other than the budget and and the, that's what the budget is derived on for the internal services and so we charge back 
uh, all those costs that are typically borne just by the property tax so that utilities are paying uh, their fair share of administrative charges, uh, the sales taxes are paying their fair share, et cetera. And then that is the housing fund. So that is uh, my report for January through July expenses. And I'd be happy to answer any other questions you all may have. Does anybody have any other questions? Nope. Looks like the last item on the agenda is talking about uh, setting dates for future meetings, dates and times. Sorry, before we move on, that same ordinance that I referenced uh, states that you all are supposed to submit a report every six months. So, um, and a uh, motion is in order to sum submit this report for the first six months. Can I ask a quick question before we do the motion on the uh, housing trust funds? Is that coming mm -hmm. through the affordable housing department, the, the allocation of those funds, or is that in, uh, internal staff determination on those? Um, expenditures at 650. Um, yes, yeah, so there is there's an affordable housing advisory board and they make recommendations to the city commission. Um, the city commission ultimately has these spending authorities. So right. these expenditures were made by the um, city commission on advice from the affordable housing advisory board. and make a motion to, uh, what, what did you say, accept and, and, and provide this report to the city commission as presented? Say that right? Sounds good. I'll second it. Any discussion? All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Now moving on to timing for future meetings. Yes. Um, for for those who have been on the board a while, um, we've had some difficulty in the past in um, establishing a quorum uh, for the quarterly meetings. Um, and candidly, um, my office has been pretty constrained this year uh, with some staffing shortages. Uh, and the insta installation of a new finance system. Um, it really got us thinking that um, perhaps now would be a good time to go back to uh, what the establishing ordinance required, which was a meeting every six months uh, rather than quarterly. Um, and so I wanted to uh, present that to you all. The uh, bylaws that this committee passed simply says that the board shall meet at a regular date and time and place is determined by a simple majority of the members. Um, and then the ordinance that establishes this uh, committee, Ordinance 8349 says, uh, the committee will meet in a city facility. The committee shall comply with requirements of the Open Meetings Act and the Open Records Act. And, um, sorry, I'm reading the wrong section. The committee shall designate a chair, which we've done today, uh, who will be responsible for presiding over the meeting. Uh, the committee shall meet at least once every six months, and the chair, upon reasonable notice, shall be authorized to call any additional meetings as needed. Okay. 
And so um, in light of the, the staffing uh, issues that we've had and the other issue that we've had of just uh, getting a consistent quorum, uh, we'd like to recommend that uh, this group meet in, um, I think, February and um, August of each year. Um, that way we can share the results of the final report in August and we can uh, share the first six months or the, the next six months, if you will, um, in February. Jeremy, do you have any, uh, are you aware of why it changed to quarterly? I'm not. Um, I. I think it was um, trying to remember now. I think it was several years ago, and I think the committee wanted to meet um, just to make sure. I think there were a lot of capital projects going on at that time, and I think they felt um, it was important that they, you know, keep track of um, the changing uh, the projects. Um, I also, the city didn't used to have online portals and other ways for the public to gain access to our financial information. And so perhaps they felt this was more transparent to meet, uh, to meet more often. Um, but with our new finance system, there's actually going to be a, um, citizen portal and there's also going to be a financial portal. So. Uh, the public will be able to essentially go out and look at checks, go out and look at contracts, look at whatever they would like to look at um, to feel uh, secure in the knowledge that the dollars that they've entrusted to the uh, city are being spent in the way that they intended. Um, and so for that reason, um, we believe that, you know, just meeting every six months and, and providing these reports uh, as are, are required by the ordinance, um, would be sufficient to to meet the mandate. Yeah, I think that sounds reasonable. How cumbersome is it to actually prepare the reports themselves? Would it be possible to just kick up quarterly reports and just meet semi-annually or is there quite a bit of time involved in having to segregate these numbers from their total budget numbers? Um, I'm hoping it gets better with our new finance system, but it currently takes about six hours to put this report together. Yeah. Yeah, but we can look at it once you get your new system in. Um, this is Chris Cohart. I was looking back at all the meetings and it didn't look like we have really met on a quarterly basis. Maybe that's because of the quorum issue that Jeremy was talking about. And it kind of feels like our, our authority is pretty limited um, as, a, as an advisory board to, to just reviewing um, the funds collected and the funds spent. So it's, it's almost like there's no action to be taken um, on a quarterly basis other than kind of a review and ensure we're, we're we are doing what we're supposed to do. Um, I mean, the housing authority is over affordable housing. Affordable housing uh, advisory board is reviewing it. Is overseeing part of the money that we're kind of overseeing as well. Um, and the CIP budget is for sure. I mean, city 
commission is managing that CIP budget um, on a five-year basis. So I don't even know if there, you know, there's decisions for us to be, to be making on a quarterly basis. Um, so I, I think I would probably tend to, to do the semi-annual because there's not a lot of action for us to take um, as it relates to, to this advisory board as a whole. If, if we had some a little bit more oversight as to the funding and whether this is the right thing to do. I think that would make more sense to do more often. Um, but, but I don't I don't know that that's the case. I'm new here, so I, I would defer to the existing members. No, I think that makes sense because it does look like we're kind of more of a review committee than we are an action type committee, if you will. Right. right. Yeah, when I first got on, I remember we had one meeting where we like started to try to <laughs> talk about solving affordable housing and it was like, no, that's not our job. Our job is to just make sure that the taxpayers' wishes as to where this money is allocated is indeed what's happening. And uh, so I agree that I think just being the accountability to have these reports made at least twice a year to uphold that ordinance and you know double check everything is completely acceptable. I think that makes sense. This is this is Chris. I'm never one that just wants to do the bare minimum just to check a box, but I also want to make sure that from a usage of staff and volunteer time, that there's some strategic advantage to to doing that for both parties. And uh, I don't know that there's a strategic advantage per se, but like maybe what Larry said, maybe if there's maybe there's a, an easier way to get these reports once the new software is implemented maybe at least having you know a quarterly report i mean from a an oversight perspective would be a value whether we, whether we meet or not maybe it's a value to have that report quarterly once once the software permits that and not a six-hour endeavor for for jeremy and his staff to, to put this thing together we yeah we can certainly look into that um the new software will be online January of 2023. Um, so if you all are in agreement, I think uh, we would schedule our next meeting for January of 2023 and then uh, maybe we can discuss it more then. You mean February or January? Uh, it would be January so we can go over the last six um, August through December expenditures. Okay. This is Chris, would, would January be enough time for you to put that report together or does it make more sense like early February to ensure that we have, you have time, staff has time to put that together? Um, well, and knowing that transitions to new software systems don't always go totally smoothly, uh, I would say that to maybe give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Those are fair comments, you're right. Um, we typically meet the third week of the month and so I was thinking by the third week of January, we might be okay. But uh, if the committee is okay with the third week of February, uh, that would certainly provide us more opportunity to ensure that um, we're prepared for uh, the discussion. I think that makes sense. This is Chris, is there, is there anything in the ordinance? I didn't see anything in the, in the ordinance from a timing perspective when, when we're supposed to get these reports to the city commission? The only thing the ordinance says is once every six months. And so this one's in September. Technically, we wouldn't have to provide the next one um, 
until March. So if we do it in February, uh, we'll be right there in that window. Would we, uh, this is Chris again, so thinking beyond the next one. So our next goal would be August. So just if we did February, we would need to have that meeting, that report done and to them by, by August. So we'd have enough time to have that meeting and get the, to the city commission. Yeah, the August uh, report wouldn't be a problem, but like I said, we'll meet in uh, February and to uh, determine if we do want to wait until August or if we want to resume the quarterly meetings. Do we need a motion for that? Um, I think that would be good based on the uh, bylaws that say a simple majority vote to establish the date and time. So if someone wanted to make a motion uh, that the next meeting be the third Thursday in February of 2023. I think that would be in order. I will make a motion that our next meeting be the third Thursday in February at four o'clock. Uh, so that makes it February 16th, 2023. Second. Any further discussion? not uh, all those in favor please signify by saying aye 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 anything else for us jeremy there's nothing else that i have thank you then we probably just need a motion to adjourn i will make a motion to adjourn okay all in favor please signify by saying aye 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 thanks everybody Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all.